So I don't think it's any secret that we don't like to wait. We don't like waiting, right? We can't stand waiting. It doesn't matter whether it's in a line or at the doctor's office, wherever it is that we have to wait. Actually, um, this past week I read that the Otis Elevator Company has determined that a really good waiting time for an elevator is about 15 seconds. Because by the time you get to 40 seconds, people start to become visibly upset. Then, once we get into the elevator, our antsiness continues, right, as we're impatient for the doors to close. Otis Elevator says that the average elevator takes two to four seconds to have the doors close, and yet, friends, in elevators all over the world, the paint is worn off of the closed door button because we just want to hurry it up and make it close faster than two to four seconds. Now, you may know this, but I didn't. I just found this out. Friends, are you aware that in many elevators, that closed door button doesn't work at all? It's either a dummy button or it's disconnected. They just leave it there for us so we have a place to deposit our impatience. The truth, friends, is that we do not like to wait. So it is not that surprising that there are many of us who will spend this last week before Christmas doing the equivalent of leaning on the closed door button, right? We just want to get through this week. We want Advent to end. We want it to be the 25th so that we can open our presents. But as tempting as that is, I want to invite you for a moment to reflect back a year, to look back at Advent of 2020. Friends, a year ago on this Sunday, we were lighting the fourth Advent candle. Can you remember what you were thinking then? Can you remember what was on your heart? What were you wishing for? A calmer, clearer life, a life of peace? Perhaps you were wishing for those things that we lift up on our Christmas cards, peace, hope, joy, love. Perhaps you were wishing that you could truly experience the meaning of the season in a rich and profound way. Well, all this then begs the question, is anything different this year? Are you living that calmer, clearer, more peaceful life? Are you experiencing peace, hope, joy, and love as Christ brings it to us? Are you experiencing the true meaning of the season in a rich and powerful way? You know, over the past 10 years or so, the Reverend Donna Strebe has taught a Thursday morning pastor's Bible study. It's very popular. And not just because Donna, I think, is one of the finest Bible teachers you will ever run across. It's a big group, and I think the reason that people come back year after year is that the group is bonded, you know? They, they fellowship together, they pray together, they laugh together. What I hear from people in that group is they're very real with one another. They trust each other, they're vulnerable with each other. And a unique thing is that the, the group includes people of all ages. There are folks in there who are in their early 40s, maybe even younger than that, all the way up to people in their 80s and even their 90s. And you know what? Not a single one of them 
doesn't believe that there's room for spiritual improvement. And seriously, there are some folks in there who might be able to make that argument. There are people in that Bible study who could say, you know what, I have lived a very rich and long life. I've been around the block a few times. I know what's what. I've gotten kind of good at this thing called life. Maybe I can just cruise now. But none of them does that. Oh, they're faithful to that Bible study. Week after week, year after year, the fellowship is wonderful, and so are the prayers and the laughter, but they're really there to grow. Every single one of those people, no matter their age, believes that there is still room for soul work. And friends, one of the great gifts of Advent is time time to do that kind of soul work. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, it's hard work. Soul work is hard work. It requires vulnerability. It requires trust and transparency. It requires us to be honest with ourselves, to be self-aware, to be willing to step back and look at the totality of our lives, the good and the bad and the ugly, as they say. But all that being said, it's not a time, you see, this Advent season to just beat ourselves up. That's not what it's about. The message of Advent has never been about failure. It's about expectation. Not only the expectation that Jesus is coming to us, but also the expectation that we can take this great gift of time and use it in a fruitful way. This Advent time is a time that we can actually start anew. I love the way the, the writer of Second Peter puts this in our text this morning. I hope you heard this. Therefore, beloved, while you are waiting for these things, strive to be found by him at peace, without spot or blemish, and regard the patience of our Lord as our salvation. Now, friends, I'm sure the early church read that as referring to the imminent return of Christ, that he was going to come back at any time, and that meaning is still there for us. But I want to invite you this morning, too, to press in to another facet of the meaning here, that our good God gives us this gift, this waiting time, because waiting time is not wasted time. Waiting time can be the most fruitful time of all, a time to do that hard soul work, a time to get it right. Because, you see, friends, the Christian religion does not teach that you just have one chance to get it right, and if you don't, you're done, you're finished, as if Life was a giant game of musical chairs, and if you don't make the right move the first time, well then, first you fall on the floor, and then you spend the rest of eternity against the wall. Now we believe that we can start anew. We believe that we are not bound by our past. We're not captive to it, that we can know freedom and forgiveness, that the future is one of hope and possibility. We are not bound by our past. Advent is a time to start over. 
a time to get it right. We don't have to be bound by failure or grief, disappointment, fear. We can let all of that go. The light of the world is coming. And no matter how many times we've run away from it or jumped into our self-defense closet and slammed the door, this time can be different. This time, we can get it right. And friends, I hope you know God wants us to get it right. Our God is on our side. Our God wants our success, not our failure. So this time is to work for us, not against us. This good time, this waiting time, this soul-tending time can be the most fruitful time of all. I want to show you a picture of something. This, my friends, is the very modest beginning of the Chinese bamboo tree. The Chinese bamboo tree is one of the most amazing trees in the whole world. You plant this little pod, and then it takes five years to sprout. During that five years, the gardener must tend it every single day, watering it and feeding it, or it will die. And then, sometime during the fifth year, it sprouts. And then, it grows an amazing 90 feet in five months. So the question is, does it grow 90 feet in five months, really, or in five years? We know the answer, right? It grows that much in five years. Because during all of that waiting time, there is great work going on underground. The tree is growing an enormous root system that will nourish it and will help it stand tall, sustain it as it grows to be that 90 feet high. But imagine if a neighbor came over to visit the gardener during that five-year waiting period. Hey, man, uh, what you doing? See you over here every day, watering and feeding that spot on the ground. Rumor has it that you're growing a Chinese bamboo tree. Is that right? Uh-huh. Uh, you don't have a lot to show for it there. If I were you, I might try to grow something else. Here's a tip. There's this thing called a chia pet. You can get it at Walmart. You can find one that's a clay Santa Claus head, and you can grow a mossy beard on that thing in like three days. Faster results. Friends, just imagine the incredible harvest that gardener would miss if the gardener saw the waiting time as wasted time and walked away, rather than understanding that the waiting time is growing time, time to grow that root system that will nurture and support that tree. Our culture does teach us that waiting time is wasted time. Hurry up, get it finished, lean on the closed door button. But our good God knows that 
waiting time is not wasted time. It can be the most fruitful time of all. And so we are given by grace this gift of time in Advent, time to do that hard soul work, time to do that work that will prepare our hearts for Christ and help us to be people who live lives who honor Him. Friends, what are you doing this week? What's on your calendar? How will you spend this gift of time? Perhaps this is a week to make a special effort to live a life of integrity and honor. Perhaps this is a week to reach out in love and service to your neighbor. Perhaps this is a week to dig into prayer, to Bible study, to holy conversation. Perhaps this is a week to intentionally be a blessing to others, to speak words of hope. Perhaps this is the week to let go of quarreling and jealousy, to stay sober, to lean into your discipleship. For the patience of our Lord is our salvation.